take two. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our unabridged path. It is I, Adrian, welcoming you with, uh... You're so cool. With, uh... Chris? Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Who else? Uh-huh. Who else? Oh, yeah, me, Joe. And? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the fucking uh, I don't know. and and the robot. <laughs> Hell yeah, fam! The fuck is the yum, Windex? Yum. Sorry, what? Uh, I'm Mizzy. at work, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, M- Mizzy's here. She's at work, but we're making it work. Huh. Okay. Hi. Um, uh, <laughs> that was unintentional, actually. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it was still cringe. It was still cringe. I know. I was yep. like, oh god, that's fine. We're just it's a fine. Just move past it. All right. Fucking wizards, right. my Don't guy. tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, sk- sk- oh, anyways. Um... No. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm done. This is y'all's episode. I'm out. <laughs> no, bye. no, Chris, you can't leave. Oh, shit, you have to stay here. Mom. We're going to talk about stuff that's witchy. And that's what the show is for. <laughs> um, okay. So, oh, our last episode, we talked about witchcraft in the media. And I said Mizzy would probably want to say something on it. And now that she's here... It would be nice to hear what Are she has to say. you just going to put me on the spot, dude? Oh, yeah. N- yeah. All right. Of course. Well. You missed an episode. I... How about you shut your goddamn mouth? No, I'm kidding. Whoa. <laughs> uh, whoa. Okay. Oh, shoot, fam. <laughs> shoot. Darn. Shoot. Anyways, uh, I guess first place that I wanted to start off was I could totally see where a lot of witches can get offended with how they're portrayed in the media because a lot of them... Um, a lot of things portray magic as, like, bad, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, I just got really sidetracked for a second. I'm, like, staring out a window and thinking about this. Um, but I think there's also some, like, fucking... I mean, even Harry Potter still portrays it as something darker and scary and stuff. Um, even with all the beautiful, like, portrayal of magic and all that. And it, it portrays it to be very mystical i guess like Hmm. super powerful when it's really not all that it's i don't know it's hard to explain but i never really feel like offended or thrown off by it i think you know there's certain parts where i'm like that's not how that works when they're trying to go for like a solid like sabrina and all that they kind of have the same kind of a spitting image of paganism and Wicca, but they still manage to demonize it a little bit and portray it poorly, Yeah, which mm-hmm. sucks. There's not a solid portrayal of it. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely rough. <laughs> and I understand what you're saying. Like, you know, it doesn't bother me to such a degree that I'm like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I'm going to go start a riot because of it. But it's more, I'm just like wishing it was different. You know, just a little bit better accuracy on that was how it's depicted. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. In another note on Sabrina, I would argue that it's actually 
a weird backwards criticism of the Catholic Church because the conventions and dogmatic practices within the satanic coven that they're in is more closely related oh, to Catholicism yeah. than like any real pagan or like satanic practices. Yeah. Like and what's what's what bothers me also is that they say that it's just straight up Satanism. Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of traits of paganism, That's which true. could con- yeah. confuse a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a cosplayer on TikTok cosplaying Sabrina, and they tagged Wicca instead of Satanism. And like, there's nothing wrong with Satanism or anything, but mm-hmm. she's not a Wiccan. She's a sat sat fucking Satanist, yeah, Satanist. And there's a big difference, so it, it kind of yeah. sucks that that's confused. Mm-hmm. So, very much so. And the the only Especially I mean that 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 yeah. version of satanism is not I mean yeah. as someone who thought identified as like a satanist for a while mm-hmm. that's not at all what satan yeah. satanism is. So it's like ugh. like the the really the only relation between wicca and satanism is that the horn god has horns. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks again for having some input on that, Mizzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to uh, the next topic. I, I was going to try and bring up the uh, afterlife talk again, but I'll, I'll I let actually that... have a thing. Oh, then, then go ahead, talk. Okay, so uh, the other day I was live on my TikTok and a bunch of people joined. And we got on the topic of paganism, and I had so many questions. Things, mm-hmm. and um, a bunch of people are like, "I was wondering if you should, you should, can you teach us about paganism?" And I'm like, "Sure." So I'm thinking of starting a Discord server specifically for newbies to come and have questions answered. Uh, maybe you guys would want to in- be interested in joining and helping spread kind of like the, you know, I-, I I specifically told them that it's really a journey that you take on by yourself, but. Yeah you can definitely kind of have railings to keep you, you know, in the similar path. And, like, I explained all the difficult stuff that I didn't know coming into it. Like how, um, oh, my God, I just forgot it. <laughs> um, kind of like how sometimes people know things, but they can't tell you. You know, things like that. We all know I'm not fond of that part. <laughs> I um, I actually I have an idea that I might that I'll suggest after the uh, after the, we're finished recording. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but just you know things like that. But it'd be great for people to know where to start. So I guess we could talk about that, and then when we start the Discord, I could link this episode and be like, "Hey, here's an introductory," because I feel like that's often overlooked. Like, where do people mostly start? That's good. You know what? We'll we'll have that as a topic for this episode as well. Why not? Yeah. I I have one other topic, but because we have like what maybe another forty five minutes left, mm-hmm. we might as well might as well juice it up a bit. So maybe, yeah. um, do you want to start off since you got the the ball in your court on how you got oh, started? Can you guys hear the music? <laughs> um. 
yeah, just give me like one second. How about you? Because <laughs> I'm going to turn on this music so you guys can't hear it on my feedback. Got it. Um, well, I guess I'll start. It mostly started with me way back when I was a kid, and I'm not going to tell my life story. I'm just going to give a few footnotes as to... It all started when I fell off of my tricycle. (laughs) 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 Scraped my knees and cried to my mommy. (laughs) But mommy wasn't mommy. (laughs) Mommy was a goddess that I had no idea wanted me. (laughs) (laughs) But you still called her mommy. And she was like, no, (laughs) shut the fuck up. I'm not into that. But anyways... When I was a kid, I fully believed in magic, but it was more just the fantasy sort of magic in that it was just sort of dormant within us, and it took a lot of work to revive that. And that was a bit diluted, but I'm a kid. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Um, and I used to re- read all, like, the Dragonology and Wizardology books, and that stuff kind of sparked my interest for when in my teen, teen years... I started to look into more practical magic. Um, And this was after I had a short stint as an agnostic and just kind of not even worrying or thinking about religion or faith. But eventually I came to the conclusion that I needed some form of spirituality. And it started when I was looking into the occult in Wicca. Um, And from there, I will say like Wicca for witchcraft, especially is a great introduction to witchcraft as a whole because it gets at like some of the core aspects and philosophy of witchcraft and makes it very digestible for somebody who's coming from most likely a very christianized faith um yeah and wicca's great like that and some people they'll stay there and that's what fits them but There are other paths that people usually find through Wicca, and that's what happened to me. Um, I started to look deeper into like paganism, specifically Hellenismos, and that's when I joined an r slash pagan Discord server. Discord plays a big part in how my spirituality started, actually. And I had a few ideas about, um, you know, how I wanted to disprove pagans, more or less. That's more or less what I was coming into because I was still pretty agnostic and I was fairly interested in magic and just kind of learning what it was, why people practiced it. And I started to argue a bit with people on the server and they're like, dude, we can't prove it to you. You just got to fucking experience it yourself. So they're like, if you want to know, then just try it. And I was like, okay, that's honestly the whole thing. Yeah. That's the most important part for thing for a beginner is yeah. we can't like show it to you necessarily. Mm-hmm. You just kind of got to find it. You got to you got to take that leap of faith. That initiative. What yeah. it really comes down to, right, when starting mm-hmm. is to uh the, the the biggest key is letting go of the doubts which have been sown in your mind by society. Yep. I'm still dealing with those doubts now. It's just oh, yeah. the it's always good to have a bit of skepticism, I think. Always good. But there's a certain point where you have to build a faith in your own abilities when it comes to magic. 
and witchcraft. I know the faith in your experience as well. Yeah, very much so. Um, We talked about UPG a bit in the first episode, undiagnosed personal gnosis, and that sort of aspect of your experiences will only and only and only almost ever mean something to you and no one else. But you have to have faith that it's true because it's a part of your reality. Yep. So when it comes to when I first tried something, I initiated something. I looked up a goddess, a Greek goddess. I was like, um, this one looks particularly interesting. This is specifically a goddess of witchcraft. And that was Hecate. Um, and I decided to make an offering of bread and honey. And as soon as like, you know, the offering, you say a few words in front of a glass bowl or whatever libation, uh, basin that you have. Um, and then you place the bread and the honey in the bowl. And that's the offering more or less. With a chthonic god or goddess, you have to... Is it chthonic where you have to eat part of it, then discard the rest? Or bury it? That's I think that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the more heavenly uh, or celestial, like gods and goddesses, you just don't eat it. Right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I place the bread in the bowl. And as soon as I place the bread in the bowl... I was flooded with this like euphoric feeling. I could not describe just how amazing it felt. I never felt something like that before. And it was sort of just like a nod from Hecate saying like, hey, I exist. There is power here. Fucking believe it. And it was something that really kickstarted my beliefs in paganism and I can still mark as the start of my soul, most solid uh, trip through spirituality to this day. And ultimately, from there, it's just, it's a lot of research uh, and a lot of practice. You know, um, I would just go online. I would talk to people in different Discord servers about witchcraft and the occult um and i would just research whatever pdfs or books i could find websites articles stuff like that even youtube videos there's a few good youtubers out there who talk about um witchcraft and those can be good sources too and just find something that sticks and practice it until you become really good at it yeah you want to know um something that i think is pretty interesting mm-hmm. right i've always been very open religiously there was a period of time where i thought i wasn't but that's just because i wasn't practicing the right religion right mm-hmm. <laughs> um i was practicing catholicism which isn't very spiritual no it's 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 very rigid yeah um right. it's too what well, <laughs> i need a pop filter um, it's too machine. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think is the best way to describe how too machine, not enough human. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just straight up thought I wasn't religious, 
right for the longest time because i was over here thinking okay all right so fucking i'm getting absolutely no spiritual gratification from this okay so maybe the problem is religion and then uh and that persisted for a while right but then i started you know thinking about and exploring other things and i i i stopped practicing catholicism but you know still held on to um christian esque beliefs if you will um and just practice them in my own way right and i started focusing more on my humanity and i started focusing more on like i literally started thinking in a pagan way without even realizing that i was thinking in a pagan way um and then the thing that really got me to like move you know make the move from christianity to paganism was one night one one moment um the moment in which my extremely fucking atheist friend (laughs) was like (laughs) so i'm a pagan now and I was like, wonder who oh, that shit. was. Wonder who that was. Yeah, I'm saying. I wonder also who wonder that who, was. who that was. It's a mystery. It's a it's a fucking mystery. Biggest goddamn atheist I knew at the time. Um, and so you know, I was like, all right, well, I've been low key thinking about that kind of stuff and like high key, you know, making attempts to even practice a lot of things in 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 paganism. Um, for a long time, right? For a long time. Yep. Um, meditation, you know, attempting to travel astrally. And of course I was going about it wrong whenever it came to (laughs) anything astral. Um, but you know, I was still very open. Mm -hmm. Um, and so... Uh, I think it's that openness and that that innate desire to be just because see, okay, I'm not the kind of person who allows paganism to control every aspect of my life. I am mm-hmm. pagan, but I'm not just a pagan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there are some people whose religion defines their entire identity. Right. Mm. And I never wanted to be that. I never could see myself as that. Um, You know, I'm I'm a I'm a dedicated practitioner of pagan beliefs and I'm a dedicated practitioner of, you know, witchcraft, but I'm not devout. Yeah, that's a good distinction. Um, Yeah. I, I know that I believe and I'm dedicated to my beliefs, but I am not 100% going to focus on that, right? All the time. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. do, you know, like I, I've got an altar set up. I wear stones. As far as that's concerned, that's like the extent 
of, of my practice a solid 80% of the time is just making sure that, you know, I keep my altar, the stones on my altar cleansed and every once in a while cleanse the shit that I wear. Um, but, you know, meditation and everything is, 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 you know, the second biggest part of it for me. Right. Um, and I'm willing to say that as far as meditation is concerned, I've, I've pretty much got it down at this point. Um, I can get myself into a deep state of trance meditation in not much time at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm still working on this. Yeah, I actually, what did I do the other day? Oh, straight up. Um, I, had so had I yourself a little. A, yeah, I was having a panic attack because something happened. So I decided to meditate for the first time in a while. And immediately when I closed my eyes, I, I don't know who I saw. I think it was Lilith. And she was like holding my face. And we went on a walk. And mm-hmm. I. I originally I was just like that was so fucking trippy like I could feel everything <laughs> and, and, and he's like oh you did that and I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> I was over yeah. here like hmm what was it called it sounds familiar what are you talking about the train is like astral projection to me but you know yeah. I, mean, I mean I would say you were taking on a bit of an astral journey yeah. It was so here's the thing too though is like my mind was racing so I don't know I I can't get myself into this huge like stillness because my mind's <laughs> always going. Even yeah. even Lilith was like, "Hey, you got to chill. Like, if you want to do this, you have to relax your mind." And I'm like, "I'm trying." <laughs> and I it yeah. was kind of cut short. We um it was kind of cut short and I tried again. And continued the journey a little bit, but I kind of like left her hanging. So. You see, you three, you three are a good example of, of three different stages when oh, it totally. comes to that. Um, because like, like you said, that was your, I'm assuming first like memorable experience with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when that happens for the first time, you're a little all over the place. You're a little unstable and you know, you were lucky that you were taken on that trip by uh, oh, a being. Um, whereas, you know, Adrian, he just uh, disappears sometimes. <laughs> accidentally zooms yeah. out, of, out of existence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what? winds up in places where he shouldn't be. <laughs> like, but it's okay. Yeah. He, he he never dies. Yeah, so um, far so good. Uh, and Joe Joe has gotten himself to the point where he can sit and 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 clear calm and just picture it. But he's not quite to the point where he can just snap out on at will yet. Yeah. So he's you're you, there's three degrees there of I'm, I'm... of of control. Mm-hmm. That I'm at I, the point that I where I can. I'm still, you know, like I'm still working on being able to perceive things. Yeah, I'm still working on being able to, you know, see more than just a faint haze. Yeah, something in the back of my mind. Um, 
and you know, it's, I understand it takes time. Mm-hmm. I'm completely fine with it taking time. Um, because the more I like, whenever it comes to astral travel, yeah, the, the, the more I worry about it, the less progress I make. Yeah, absolutely. The more I just allow things to progress as they do, mm-hmm. the more I feel myself progressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know. entirely why I can only astral project by accident at this point in time. Yep. Because I, whenever I try to do it, I'm thinking too hard about it. Yeah. But whenever that's, I'm like, here's the thing: I didn't, yeah. I didn't do it intentionally. It was more I was pulled in because I needed it. Right. Yep. I, my goddess I mean, saw it and, and in like, the beginning, that's what ninety nine percent of it is. On a walk. And, but the thing Fucking with it is, my mind is very active. So there were things that were just kind of like a like a background noise, you know, like when you're listening to a radio, but there's a little bit of static. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And there was some things that were pulling me out where I knew that it wasn't this medit. It wasn't this trip that I had took. It was my mind morphing what I was seeing and feeling and stuff into because I have a very powerful imagination. Yeah. Um, and that's part of it. It's just kind of disturbing it a little bit. And so. Yeah. I mean, your <laughs> I mind is more or less the filter for things we can't understand. So. Mm-hmm. It filters mm-hmm. it into things we can understand. Um, but for me, uh, recently, there was an astral projection I did. And basically, I ended up in a place that was very dangerous uh in the actual realm smart of you to withhold details yeah <laughs> and oh i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah i was yeah. flying around the place uh accessing visions and alternate realities that i probably shouldn't have been accessing and that's when the basically you were in the restrict section of the Hogwarts library. Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> and, Phil, and Filch is not happy. Filch, yeah. And Filch, uh, whoever. <laughs> and Filch was not speaking happy of, with me. Speaking of witchcraft and media. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Filch, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> he was not happy with me. So he promptly was like, all right, just ride this out fucking get out of here don't upset anything (laughs) you didn't have to say anything you just fuck off (laughs) and i've done that so many times like there is another time where i practically went to like a more underworld-esque realm and that was it wasn't hellish per se but it was definitely one of the darker places i've been like actually literally darker um, yeah. I'm just like my first astral projection. I was walking through a nice, cool creek with my goddess. Mm-hmm. There's trees, and you're just like, uh-huh, I went to hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lucky you. I've had, I've had a few, I've had a few astral moments. There was one time I got yelled at by my goddess because I wasn't doing enough. Yep. That was yeah. fun. Then I ran into a certain individual whose smile still kind of scares me. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, sorry for being kind of cryptic. Uh, basically, <laughs> you kind of have to be. Um, sucks, but that's something you learn. Yeah. <laughs> But, Everything about this religion is cryptic as shit. Yeah, you Honestly, only understand I just it when talk, it pertains to you. And if I feel myself feel a little restrained or I feel judged, I'll know that my goddess or my higher self is being like, "You better shut your goddamn mouth, little one." Right. <laughs> and I'll be like, "I." It's more of an hey. instinct for hey, me. <laughs> yep. Um, but when it comes to some of my astral projections, <laughs> oh shit! I just um, have to fly. <laughs> the astral realm itself is like it's grand central station is the best way i can describe it yeah and it's filled with so much uh stuff from so many different realms just mushing together and traveling through it is so dangerous it's fun and colorful and that's where we get most of like you know the psychedelic sort of experiences that a lot of people have but it's the it's the most fluid uh, realm because of that and is very easy to slip in and out of it which is why i'm constantly dealing with just accidental uh trips through it and i would argue it's also where we get our dreams too that it's more or less dreams are us looking through the window into the astral realm um, Yo, wait. Okay, well, so you I, they, they definitely can be. Yeah. When yeah, not all the time, were, but they can be. Yeah. You said you were seeing what, like realities when you went in? Uh, yeah, like parallel realities. To oh this my one. god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I think I've seen that too. <laughs> yeah, that was because, like, uh. To what I can disclose, I was pretty much uh, trying to figure out what my relationship would be in the next few years. And I was seeing all the other possible relationships that I could have or my partner could have. Um, that was I've freaky. seen the future of humanity. What's up? <laughs> right. Um, but... Not fun. It was... That, that's more or less the kind of stuff that you can that can happen and you need to be wary of <laughs> because sometimes you're just not ready for that. I was fine. Oh, with yeah, it no, cause... I'm not. I mean, I'm traumatized by it actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I have actual PTSD, like Joe mm -hmm. knows from my, yeah. from what I've seen. Ugh. Yeah. I've gotten to the point now where <laughs> I've seen some shit guys <laughs> where like simple nightmares where I see people, um, loved ones dying or even just, gory things horrific things being torn to pieces dying all that stuff it barely even phases me anymore because it's happened to me so many times it's the stuff that happens whenever i actually project and i'm like even more conscious and visceral um that i start to actually feel fear again because that's like the next level yeah there's dreams where you know that they're dreams Right. Even if they're realistic. And then there's those. Yeah. The astral those. projection where you know that it's so much more and it keeps you up at night or it makes you think throughout your daily like schedule. Like it's yep. just lingering mm -hmm. all the time. There was a... Okay. Never mind. I can't say. <laughs> I felt <laughs> that pull and I was like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh... 
speaking of things to be wary about, um, I want to delve a little bit into the Fae. Okay. Enjoy your conversation, guys. Yeah, Chris is not going to say much on this. Most <laughs> you'll say is don't fuck with them. And uh, you Wait, know what? Wait, what are the Fae? The Fae, like fairies. Oh. So, how much you know about fairies, um, Izzy? Um, I know that sometimes people leave offerings for them. Mm-hmm. And I've been interested, you know. Yeah. Um, well. I, when I was younger, my friend had this really huge backyard. And she was convinced that there were fairies out there. So, we would play with them. Like, play games with them and all that stuff. Um, and, like, leave them little offerings like shiny coins and all that. Um, as long as so. it's not iron. <laughs> Hmm? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Faye no. don't like iron. Yeah. That that much no, is true. No, no, more like um I also don't like Norse. Yeah. Um that's <laughs> But what what was it that you said, Chris, about uh the Fae and demons? Uh yes. It is much safer to have a blood pact with a demon than to shake hands with the Fae. Really? Why? Much safer. Uh, so, all right, I'm going to get into this. Uh, now, keep in mind, my personal opinion on the Fae is based on my section of, of religion. The Norse and the, like, no. no, the Norse and the Fae are things that do not coexist well. Um, but, okay. Um, the Fae are easily some of the most dangerous things to deal with, right? Um, because they don't care at all about humans. Now, humans may have certain business relationships with the Fae, mm -hmm. and, you know, you can make offerings to them, and they'll gladly take it because they'll take from anyone. But uh, getting on the good side of Faye is extremely difficult. Mostly you're just neutral with them. Um, and they're so easy to piss off. Yeah. So easy. And when they do, they will make your, when they are mad, they will make your life a living hell. Question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No holds barred. What's is up? there like a house, like a, a house Faye, like something that. Yes. I, don't know. I can yes. describe okay. that. Are there? They are do fucking they everywhere. Steal yes. Yes. <laughs> dicks. I have one. Yeah. I was brownies. I, okay, so I hear skittering on my are, wall yeah. sometimes. And okay. Like brownies things. get a pass. Brownies get a pass because they clean. Brownies get a pass because they're cute. Yeah. And they do good shit. <laughs> okay. Wait. 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 Hold up. All right. I got. I got a story. All right. Story time. Okay. Okay. So, so go ahead. Uh, you know Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> yes. Yes. I read all the books. <laughs> so after I watched. Watched that. I ended up getting saltines with honey and left an offering for what I thought was a brownie in my house. And it, I am still 100% convinced that it is because I will misplace things all the time. And, mm -hmm. and like, you know, I have a shitty memory and stuff, but there are situations where I'm like, are you, I literally, I yeah. put this thing here and it's gone. Mm -hmm. So. It happens. Yeah. And, you know, I think an important thing to talk about the Fae is three aspects. One, 
They're unpredictable. Even if they are from the more benevolent courts, quote unquote, like say the the summer or spring courts. Yeah. Um, or if they're more malevolent from the, the fall, the, I mean, the autumn or the winter courts, they still do not adhere to morality like you would expect them to do. No. And that's how they're so dangerous. Yes, because they are unpredictable. Number two, every individual fae is different from the next. That's yes. true for any being. But it's even Nyads, more dryads, brownies, whatever have you. Yeah. Like like Joe 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 knows. Mm-hmm. Uh Joe knows. A, a a good dryad? Oh yeah, no. Oh, I know yeah, a really I good, dryad. You a good dryad. Yeah. A bean. But there are horrible dryads that will literally try and drop branches on you. Yep. And kill you. <laughs> Just I mean, because, I would yeah. drop branches on an asshole too if I saw one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, there are some people that are just get on my fucking nerves for doing nothing, and I'll just be like, huh, branch. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Fuck basically, you. and, uh, you know, that's that's another thing, is that they each have different rules that they set for themselves, and yeah. you have to be very careful how you go about those rules if you're dealing with them. Um, and number three is again they don't care about you at all they care about what you might can what you might be able to do for them but that's as far it goes and quick little side note too never ever ever say thank you to the fae never ever that's one of the biggest insults i'm it's more or less saying thank you to the Fae is more or less saying that um was it I'm trying to think of this. After you say thank you, they more or less expect some they more or less expect you to owe them. Yeah. Um because And you don't want to owe them favors. Because once you owe them a favor, it's one favor after another. One after yeah. the other. Until they act, until they feel like they're they've had enough favors, but it's it's indefinite, and you do not want that. <laughs> yep. And I'll add, I'll tack on a fourth point. Yeah. If for some ungodly reason you find yourself speaking to the king or queen, yep. Don't open your mouth. Nod. Yes or no to their questions. Do not speak to them. Yep. Simple yes and no. That's all. And, uh, yeah. Just don't piss off Oberon. You'll be all right. Yep. And because <laughs> you piss him off, it's fucking over. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, just to give you an idea of how dangerous the fake can be. Mm hmm. I'm going to pull a story from a specific YouTuber and just kind of paraphrase what he uh, talked about. And if I can find his name, I would like to reference him. 
Good job. Sorry, give You're me a second. <laughs> I'm you sorry. This out. It's fine. Yeah, I can edit this out because whatever. <laughs> Probably not because I'm lazy. Actually, no, I have it. I should have had this pulled up already. Okay. George Hares, or George Harris, however you pronounce it. George Hares, small YouTuber, more or less. He has about 5,000 subscribers, but he does know his stuff, and that's something I appreciate. Even though he just films all of his, you know, talking head videos off of a phone in his bedroom. It's fine. Honestly, that's, those are typically the best videos out there on witchcraft. Um, but specifically, what he talked about was an experience that entailed his experience with a particular fae in the, the gay village of London. Um, he had been uh, working at this uh, gay club. He's an ex-ballet dancer. And yes, he's gay. Um, beautiful man, too. And <laughs> he had been... Um, you know, usually he would catch a cab to get home from where he worked. And he usually works until like 2 a.m. because it's a nightclub. Um, and he, or even 6 a.m., he said. But that time he got out at 2 a.m., he didn't have enough money for a cab on him in cash because he had not made any tips that night. So instead, he went and uh, found an ATM at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. that is a key point that I'm making here is that the crossroads a lot of magic shit happens at crossroads especially uh, yeah. with the fae and he goes up to the cash uh, ATM and while he's walking up there he's approached by a man who he describes as the most beautiful man he's ever seen he's pale white with almost glowing blue eyes and dark, spiky hair. That's my type. That's my type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And he walks up to him, and in a strong Irish accent, I'm not going to try and imitate it. I can't do it. He asks, uh, do you know where I can find a girl? And, you know, uh, George is like, oh, I'm in the gay village. You know, obviously, he can't really find a girl here. <laughs> Um, so he's like points him away from the gay village and says like, oh, just head down that way um, and you should find a club or a bar or something. He's like, OK, thanks. He walks the other direction. George walks back towards the gay village um, to go meet up some friends or whatever to fraternize after he got some money. Um, or no, actually, no, he didn't get any money. That's why he returned back to the uh, ATM and was like he had not had enough money that he thought or for some reason he had to return. And that same dude was there. He walks up to him and he asks the same question. Do you know where I can find a girl? And at that point, he was like, uh other direction he was a little bit weirded out but he was like maybe this guy just has bad memory and this is when he started to really feel the otherworldly uh vibe the guy was giving off 
He walks mm-hmm. in the other direction. He walks back through the gay village and he's walking. He's walking. Somehow he ends up back at the crossroads with the ATM. Yeah. He had walked away from it and without going in a circle, he had ended up back at it. And the man with the blue eyes is walking up to him again. <laughs> he asks him, do you know where I can find a girl? And George is doesn't know what's going on. At this point, he's freaked out. And he's like, okay, you're not human. And he just says, you're in the gay village, man. You're not going to find any girls here. And George, or the, the guy, he's obviously, at this point, he's a fae. He's some kind of fae. Yeah. Um, he says, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I guess I have to go elsewhere. See ya. And George takes walks as quickly as he can in an entirely different direction, trying to get out of there. And he ends up back at the crossroads. And the man is standing there waiting for him. Mm-hmm. The Fay is about to ask the same question, but George just says, no. No. <laughs> I forget what the Fay said after this, but... It doesn't matter. Whatever it was, George runs. He runs and is going as far away as he can until he ends up at a McDonald's and he's about to go inside to just see people. And there's no one else in there but the Fae. And the Fae gets up out of his seat and is waving at him. And he books it down an alleyway, is running, is running, and then he bumps into somebody he falls over he looks up and the man says do you know where i can find a bite to eat it's not the fae it was a normal dude and it freaked him the fuck out but he just was like hey can you like walk me home (laughs) so instead of trying to eat the cab he just walked home with the help of this college guy and it got home safely. But basically what was happening there um, is, I forget, is it called, it's more or less called like a fairy ring or a fairy circle. Yep. Um, and that's basically where the Fae, they like to kidnap people. That's their big thing. They don't really kill per se. They don't exactly torture you physically. They just are very much tricksters and they like to play with humans kind of like how a child might play with ants or some small animal. So when he was getting trapped in this cycle of being stuck at this crossroads with the Fae, it was because this particular Fae wanted to capture him, to kidnap him. And the thing about the Fae is once you enter their realm, you disappear. You might spend seven days there. It'll be like six months in the real world. And you'll wake up somewhere afterwards, not knowing what happened in those six months. And I mean, you wouldn't know what happened more or less, but you won't know what happened to you physically for those six months. And you would just be lost. Um, yeah. 
And that's the one of the greatest dangers of the Fae. And I wanted to tell that story because very often people have this image in, the, in their head of what the fairies are, what the Fae are, what the little people are, what the Sidae are, and what the seed or whatever, however you pronounce it. I can't pronounce Celtic words. Um, but basically, they're not all sunshine sparkles. They're not your Tinker Bells. Some of them, some of them can be, but they are so dangerous and they will actually make your life hell. So if, if, biggest fucking if, if the only way that you can solve some problem for yourself or get something that you want is through the Fae, I suggest, be be careful. I would suggest at the very least look into finding a fairy counterpart which more or less you approach the king and queen fairy the fairy king and queen mm-hmm. and being careful in the way that we've described you ask for a fairy counterpart you don't thank them you just nod and shake your head whatever is necessary that fairy counterpart now this is another thing about the fae is yes they are unpredictable but they find words to be binding so if they say this fairy will protect you from other fae it will it's gonna happen yeah yeah that's funny they're unpredictable but predictable in that way um they're very much uh you need to treat it like how the old genie or jinn adage uh which are fae in themselves um how when you make a wish or if you want something from them they will twist your words so like if you say i wish for a million bucks they'll send a million stags your way to tranquil you um that sort of shit uh so you have to be excruciatingly excruciatingly you must speak yeah choose your words wisely very wisely (laughs) you must you have to be Careful and thinking of your words to the T. Do not speak freely with them. Um, And if you do need to deal with the Fae, like let's say some Fae has made its way into your house without you wanting them there, and they're pretty malevolent and they're wrecking havoc that you did not ask for, that's when you might want to go and get a Fae counterpart to help remove that other Fae. To at least combat that. Um, although, again, there are other ways to deal with that. And the only draw that I will say to the Fae is if you find you already have an inherent connection to the Fae. Yeah. Um, and in that way, you already have a bit more, uh, you know, karma points with the Fae. <laughs> and- yeah. In that way, you'll have less trouble. Um, slightly, slightly. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm glad we got to talk about this a bit because, again, I see so many people thinking going into making deals with the Fae and talking to the Fae without knowing what they're getting themselves into, and they have to deal with the consequences of their ignorance afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. So, for like the few listeners that we get here, I. Want to at least put that out there? Yep. 
And then there's them gosh darn nymphs. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can we all disagree? Fuck gnomes. <laughs> yeah. Gnomes are the worst. Yeah. Oh, okay, I've so never met a gnome that I liked. Here's here's the thing about nymphs, right? Um. I got a whole lot of like nymph influence in in this lifetime. Mhm. My goddamn matron is a pretty well-known one. Yeah. I was taught how to meditate by a dryad. Yeah. Nymphs out here being all up in my all up in my business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, I'm I'm going to relay a question. Yeah, yeah interrupt I'm my statement and relay. Um I can just ask it now. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. How can you tell if you have an inherent oh. <laughs> oh, <no>. um, <laughs> It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> So, in relaying this question from uh, from Mizzy, uh, she's asking how you can tell if you do have an inherent connection to the Fae. Okay. Um, usually, I would suggest divination is one of the safer routes to figure that out, because that's just simply like information retrieval in a sense in a very safe way when done right so like if you have a tarot deck and um, you have some runes you can ask questions with it if you're proficient with it and kind of divine answers that way that's more or less how i found a very uh don't really know how i had to read my grimoire again and what it was about but there is some connection that i have with the summer courts in the fae and I found that out using tarot. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I know it makes Chris shiver, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> uh, that I just know that there's some connection. I haven't explored it because yet again, the Fey, they're the Fey. Um, mm -hmm. But it is something that if you feel like you have a connection to, I would suggest exploring through divination. There is this very vivid, I don't know if it was a fae or anything, but there was a memory that kind of sparked, and I have no idea what the context was. I barely remember it, but all I remember was there was this one guy. He had very bright blue eyes and pale skin. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminded me of your story. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling very irked by him. And he was trying to talk to me and my friend or something. And I think he had ginger hair. Or I don't, I can't remember. And he Th had that's this another weird aspect. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> he had this weird dog with him. And it weirded me out. And when he walked off, I just, I think I made a remark on how he reminded me of something. But it, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. I just remember because of that description. Yeah. And that that was very possibly 
a similar kind of faith that I was talking about. Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what kind of faith that is, but I just mm-hmm. know it exists. Um, like, I don't, I think he was trying to figure out a, somewhere to go. And <laughs> my directions were very precise. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It seemed like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird, though. Yeah, that's the whole deal. Is It sounds like that kind of fae is really good at <gasps> disorienting. I remember it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember it. Okay, so, me and my mom, I have this book written by this guy who would go around hiking trails where I live. And he would kind of... Um, write about a bunch of stories and history and stuff of like enchanted things like how there was um this mine or whatever that a bunch of japanese workers used to work and because they were they would come from japan to here they would bring their kind of culture which would attract the kind of spirits or creatures from their culture like kappas and that Mm. there was this um kitsune that had fallen in love with them um, like a worker and their love was like forbidden or whatever and mm. so I was trying to get to this creek or something but it's protected by kappas or some sort of creature I don't remember um, and me and my mom it was so weird we went once but we couldn't find out the place we were supposed to go so we left we came back just me and her and it was so, I felt it was so different. All of a sudden, there was a sign up. This is maybe a week or two after we had first gone with um, my friend and her mom. Um, but we went the second time, and already, as soon as I stepped out of the car, there was this weird change in the feeling. There was a mm-hmm. sign that said that there had been a bear sighting. Um, we walked in anyways, because fuck it. Um, and just the feeling of the forest was super different. I felt like we were being watched. And when we started getting close to the point where we had gotten confused, a bird started screaming at us. Um, and out of nowhere, this guy showed up with a dog. And this dog was a weird dog. Um, and he had super bright eyes and he looked weird. And I had asked him about the trail, and he was like, no, there's no trail. It just loops around. And mm-hmm. I was not convinced. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, that those extra details, definitely 99% sure that was some kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Possibly. Possibly. Quite. All I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, you know, there there are members of every single sect of creature, right? That can be dangerous. Yeah. Humans are not. (laughs) Humans are included in that. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. But I got to say, if we're talking, if we're talking like if I had to choose, right, between hanging out with a group of fae, and hanging out with a group of dryads, I'd pick the dryads. Well, dryads are fae. Yeah. Yes, but I'd pick the fucking dryads. Yes. I mean, yeah. Fae is blanket term. It's, it's a 
Yeah, it's a blanket term for all the weird shit that I'm doesn't here. really belong to anything yeah. else. <laughs> okay, but I'm not like. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get like what you're varied saying. Varied by the Celtic definition, right? Mm -hmm. Versus dryads by the Greek definition. Yeah. 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 We're still I talking mean, two different kind of people or two different two different beings. Yeah. Well, when I the Greek the Greek, the Greek dryads, they are much more uh what's the word? Um tame. Yeah. And kind-hearted. They actually do have really kind hearts as you've as you've mm -hmm. uh noticed. I I've, I've been found that out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's the thing is that all of fae, all the different species within the fae umbrella term um they all kind of don't belong to any one respective divine or earthly or um chthonic realm um they kind of exist as just like free agents um yeah and because of that agency they're very unpredictable um and you know, dryads, they're one that they're nicer kinds of fae. Um, I mean, very shoot. much so. Out of, out of everyone here, there's literally only one who hasn't met uh, the, the, the dryad who I hang out with. Right. And, and yeah. She's a, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yes. And she's, like, you know, sa same thing that Will we Will she did. banter and talk shit? Yes. Yeah. Um, same thing with, uh, <laughs> With what Chris said with the uh, brownies, you know, brownies, they're nice. You know, they they keep things tidy around the house and they're very sweet. Yeah, they were essentially just the sootlings from like Spirited Away or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you start talking about, you know, the ones like gnomes, some elves. Fuck gnomes. Um, all the different kinds of uh, fae that are out there. All the selkies, all that. Those can be more dangerous. As well as, you know, the kappas that uh Mizzy was talking about and some kitsune. Um all those kinds of fae, it varies from one particular fae to the next. We can classify them in certain species, yes, but each one differentiates within those. Yeah. And Humans do the same thing. Any being is going to be unique in its own way. But I would argue that the Fae have more individualism than humans do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Humans, we have individuality, but like if you meet most Amer like most Americans, let's use that classification, most Americans are gonna be pretty similar in their beliefs. There's a certain mainstream ideology when it comes to uh, the way that people act in the their identities and who they think they are and what they identify as with the fae it's like oh you belong to the summer courts they're like maybe i don't know <laughs> pretty much yeah i guess i'm me that's what that's what i am <laughs> so yeah i belong I, I can't believe I remember that story. That's so crazy. Like, I knew there was something weird about that guy, man, but I didn't really suspect that. He convinced my mom that it, there was no path, but I'm genuinely wondering if it, he was just trying to, like, protect something. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh. 
Well, I, uh, we just hit the hour mark, you guys. Um, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit extra. Um, is there anything else y'all want to finish off on? Um, I guess. Uh, I never said my introduction to this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I guess what I think everyone should know is I didn't start off solid like I am now, like with my beliefs and stuff. Uh, And it's okay to start off the way I did because the way I started off was I was interested in it because I've always been fascinated with the idea of magic. Mm -hmm. I've always been fascinated with the idea of, I don't know, (laughs) like being like Matilda or some shit, you know? Yeah. Um, So it's like, I don't know. Obviously, that's probably not going to be what happens, but just feeling, I don't know, feeling drawn to something's the first way to go, whether it is for selfish intentions or not. Um, Got to make sure these people aren't coming in. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know. It's, it's okay to start off that way, and you don't have to go right into it. You don't have to immediately become super infatuated with your religion. You don't have to... Be perfect at it. You don't have to know everything because this is going to take some goddamn time to learn. You know, there's a lot of shit going yep. on that you have to like learn and go over and practice. Mm-hmm. And and it takes time. And if you're not patient, then that's something you're going to have to build up. Um, mm-hmm. Because I started in freshman year of high school. I'm graduated now, and I'm only now getting into fi- finding out who my goddess is and everything. And the best thing is, the god that I recently just discovered I'm also tied to has been with me for so long. Mm-hmm. Way longer than I thought. Because through freshman to sophomore, junior year, I was going through the hardest parts of my life. Turns out that that was most likely because I had a god who wanted to teach me how to become stronger and how to learn certain things in this certain aspect. And now it's become, it's, it's been the cause of like, something that the person who I've become now and in a way I do appreciate it because I've learned so much and become such a better person than I was um so it's yeah it takes time it does I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat the the fucking I'm I'm gonna just call it a goddamn mantra at this point um (laughs) That, you know, strength is forged in the fires of hardship. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Indeed. Chris, is there anything you want to add? I know we didn't really give you one, but I wasn't expecting much. Hi. <laughs> I'm that atheist friend Joe was talking about earlier. Who <laughs> <laughs> suddenly became pagan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I feel like uh, I explained that on the first episode of the show yeah. a little bit more in detail, but I'll give a, another quick synopsis for for new, 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 new ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so one day, the little little atheist Chris was just sitting there, like, "Yep, there's nothing," and you know, drama. And stuff brings along, you know, uh, reaching out to different things and bad, bad mental health issues. And suddenly out of nowhere, 
I hear answers fucking just popping up in my head. And I'm like, whose voice is that, though? <laughs> That's not my voice. That's for damn sure. That's not my voice. And so I'm, I start talking to this voice. And, you know, at this point, I'm just chalking it up to, oh, yeah, I'm schizophrenic. I know that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, OK, it's probably just, you know, whatever. It's a science. But no, no. The more I sat and talked to that voice, the more I realized, wait. And then, you know, after I accepted, oh, wait, this voice is something else. Everything popped off and I had the worst headache of my life for a full weekend. Um, and here I am. <laughs> full Norse boy. Full full Pagano. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. Then <laughs> That's the super bridge I was, version. <laughs> I was so fucking close to just saying that <laughs> I'm because I've I've called I know who that god was because you know Ben had that had that conversation that night, the night after, the night after that. I think the night after that as well. Um, I mean, Hermes is a cool guy. Hermes, yeah. yeah. Hermes is a cool guy. Herman. Her Herman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but shout yeah, out no, to shout out to. You know Hermes, who's even so. cooler? Who? Loki. Loki. But I'm also biased. <laughs> nah, I. You can be biased. That's fair. I understand. So... <laughs> I mean, look, fam. He's pretty cool, okay? I've mm -hmm. always okay, so I've been exploring that a lot more, and I yeah. I've always felt a connection to his character, and I know that that's like a lot of people who are like, oh shit, Loki's calling me. Had a connection to his Marvel counterpart, so <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense to me personally. And um, fucking, I don't know what it is about gingers, but fucking. Hey, there, there's a lot of them fucking ginger nords. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> But I don't there's know. The, Anyways, there's enough ginger nords that there's ginger Italians now in Sicily. I think I might need to reach out to him so like, <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of gods of chaos that are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> 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 Paris, anyone? Fuck off. <laughs> I'll fight her again, I swear to God. Uh, how, how did I don't I recommend you do that. How did I manage to have Athena, who's a very lawful goddess, as a matron, yet I'm, like, not that lawful? You're the fucking dumbest out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chaotic dumbass, I know. I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> and like do you know I how many times do. I've had to speak to Athena and she's just face-palming because you're just like... She's just like, fuck it, what is he doing? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. Uh, I, know. I don't even want to ask. I don't even want to ask how many fucking times. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, do, do you even know what I was gonna gonna say? Yep. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Egg fucking Actually, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which one? Which one? Um, though? how many fucking times has Cersei been like tapping on her wrist like any fucking day now, pal? Yes. You see, I the, the answer was the same for any one you had mentioned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like I 
you know, I, I got super big into all this stuff like two years ago and now I'm stuck in it and can't get out. <laughs> Literally can't. I can't escape. But, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, it is still very freeing. In the, in that the makes sense. sense. Three of the four of us. Yeah. Join maybe, me. Maybe your, cri- your cryptic that. cult leader. <laughs> Wait. Wait, no. <laughs> We're not a cult. <laughs> Wait, now that makes it sound even more like we are. <laughs> We're not a cult, we promise. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. We, we, One day. We still gotta sacrifice a goat, I think. Just, just or a start or a sh- or a hobbit. <laughs> no, not me. Yes, you. <laughs> tiny, hairy, short man. I was literally about to say you are a tiny, hairy man. Thanks, guys. I can't believe I'm getting roasted on my own show. What did you expect? <laughs> a show with us. <laughs> I get a haircut. I get a haircut in the main show it, for like 30 minutes. Everyone's like, fucking look at him. He's so fucking dumb. He, look at him. He's dumb. To be fair, I was not one of those people. You were just, oh, he's dumb because he's Chris. I get that. But everyone else, or just just Adrian and Kevin, were roasting <laughs> yeah. the shit out of my haircut for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a haircut. Fuck you. You still, you're still bitter about that. Still a bit salty. Not really. <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> um, I think he was just bringing it up to make a point. That, I I know. I know. I was just I was just poking him. I get it. I'll poke you, bitch. I know That's you. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to say? A little little input. This this. Uh, fuck gnomes. Final Fuck. final input. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my dryad friend. Yeah. Shout out to all the gods and goddesses I still need to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hurry it up, bitch. All right. Um, thanks again, guys, for listening to our Underbridge Path. Thanks again, Chris. I wanted to make a meme. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> you want to hear my meme? All right, here we go. We're not a cult. Um, but like, you know, you just remember that, you know, you got any questions after initiation? Yeah. Uh, how can I leave? What? No. I, I, <laughs> I meant like exit the building. I, I'm coming back. Don't worry. <laughs> and they're just like, good. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot escape, child. All right. That's all. That's my meme. Okay. All right. Meme. Thanks again, Mizzy, Chris, and Joe. Yeah, I'm Adrian. I think, yeah, I think our next one should be more for like newbies. Okay, yeah, for sure. Bet, bet, I'll, bet. I'll prepare some shit. We'll, we'll find <laughs> bet. that. Bet, I'll help you. Board. I can help. We can work together. Shit. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again. This was uh, our underbridge path, and yes. we will be talking, and you'll be listening next time. Well, unless you don't, it's almost like this is a podcast, and we talk and people listen. Have to be very clear. (laughs) Some people 
They need some clarity. That's what paganism's here for. All right, just end the goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs>